This is Jack Scallions. Join me for a few moments from my heart to yours. History records many giants of the faith favorably who rejected all hope, all acclaim, or all acceptance in order to be obedient to principles. Luther's statement when he was questioned concerning his 95 thesis was, Here I stand, I can do naught else. It is said of Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, when constrained to cease preaching the message of the true gospel and of the Lord Jesus Christ his son, stated, I would not have preached the honor and glory of the cross if I had feared the death of the cross. History is filled with accounts of martyrs who gave their lives rather than violate biblical principles. If one's purpose is to obey the principle of obedience, then he holds an honorable position. If one's purpose is to extract a particular outcome while trampling a biblical principle underfoot, then that person is driven by the same motivation that drives the world system. Much harmony has come to Christianity due to this outcome-based motivation. We've departed from the aged mentors and the old paths in pursuit of relevant programs that cater to unsaved and immature believers. Many churches have turned the reins of leadership over to an untried, worldly generation whose main goal is to entertain. How to reach the youth of our nation is certainly a valid question. The answer lies, I believe, in obedience and submission to a principle-driven, gray-haired generation of grizzled old warriors who have fought the devil and beat him time and time again using the weapons of God's Word. It's unfair to our youth to let them lead or set the tone for tomorrow. I recall my own youthful zeal for the Lord that was often not balanced by a seasoned knowledge of God's principles. If I had not been teachable and willing to be checked in my pursuit by aged mentors God had placed in my life, I fear the avenues my ministry would have taken. Youth are best suited to be students, while wise veterans of the faith are to impart wisdom. A surfing examination of the trend toward deviant music, grungy attire, and improper worldly heroes can be laid at the feet of my generation. We have abdicated our place of leadership and embraced unprincipled methodology because we gave up on the principles of God's Word and caved into the pressure to change to achieve bigger crowds and larger facilities and favorable public relations. The argument that this is a different generation, that we must make the gospel more relevant and more attractive and the church more user-friendly, all of that flies in the face of every principle the Bible holds. Couple this extreme with a spoiled, unthankful, non-committed generation and the religious world becomes a carnival midway with everyone trying to feature a new act designed to bring in a fickle crowd. Although it's not popular, the God we serve is still holy. The gospel still requires repentance and we as God's servants do our best work when we recognize our unworthiness. My purpose in the ministry and in my daily life must be produced guided and achieved using the principles of God's Word. Not to do so will pervert the church into becoming a massive tree that will be inhabited by the fiendish fowls of Satan and his helpers. It's been my observation more than 50 years of ministry that outcome-based thinkers are constantly trying to remake themselves. We hear this spoken in every secular field from politics to automobile sales. 
The marketing experts have found what is called the wow theory. Simply put, the principle is that the excitement of consumers wears thin over a period of time, and either a new group of consumers must be found or the product has to be remade. Now, this is exactly the backbone of the contemporary movement. In order to attract people to church, great pains are being made to remake the product and repackage it in a glitzy excitement that appeals to an unconverted consumer. Old-fashioned preachers preaching old-fashioned Bible doctrine will always be offensive to our human nature. We all want to be told how to be happy and how to be successful. The reality is that truth often hurts before it helps. We often criticize those who preach a prosperity message, the phrase, something good is going to happen to you today. Uh, that's always contingent on some action you take. To many we give to get. We serve to receive applause. We live expecting God to give us the outcome of our choice, although there is some precedent given in Scripture that rewards both spiritual and tangible accompanied obedience. It is wrong to reverse that equation. If our purpose is service is to obtain, then we have confused motives. The three basic biblical motives are fear and duty and love. Fear is the basic beginning motive for most of us, while love without doubt holds the place of prestige. A careful examination reveals that all three of these motives are interlaced. A person may do his duty from love or from fear. To treat with reverential awe does not necessarily remove the element of love nor forbid duty, service from duty. A mother may care for an infant, a newborn, out of fear that neglect will harm. Her duty in the most mundane tasks exhibits a heart love that makes the labor a joy rather than a drudgery. Every decision, when properly carried out from the perspective of obedience, can be equated with success. Our motivation is crucial. The greatest of the commandments is simply to love the Lord with all our heart, our mind, our strength, and our neighbors as ourselves. We are repeatedly told to fear the sovereignty of the universe and to serve Him with gladness. Simply put, the point is that we should be moved in every motivation by obedience to uh, divine biblical principles. To so act will bring immediate success regardless of the outcome. Sadly, some fundamental Bible believers are being led down the same path as our prosperity-motivated friends. Prosperity for them may be a large inheritance in a big house or car, a flash wardrobe. Prosperity for others may be a large congregation, big buildings, and a well-known name. There is a marked difference, however, between laboring to build a church and worshiping the one who is really building it. All are outcome-based in thinking when the acquisition of things is the measuring rod of success. Today, my greatest prayer request is for wisdom. I have found the implementation of that rare commodity has no age requirement. My father's generation called it common sense. Perhaps due to the fact that almost all answers to all problems were commonly known. Actually, the ultimate source of all wisdom is the Word of God. After more than five decades in the pastorate, I have uh, yet to find a topic brought to me that was not addressed in precept or principle in the scriptures. And when that principle-driven approach in mind uh, is in mind, a junior boy in our Sunday school can make a wise decision while an aged Supreme Court justice who denies biblical principle will simply utter foolishness. 
The deciding factor is always whether there's a reliance on obedience to truth-based or to outcome-based thinking. The topic of discussion is really irrelevant. All of life's questions, when poured into the sieve of God's truth, then adhered to in detail by obedience to that truth, will produce success regardless of the outcome. Remember, this has been Jack Scallions. Thank you for listening for a few moments from my heart to yours. Mm -hmm.